You are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Happy Monday, everyone. Thanks for listening to Locked On Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. We got a very special show today, but before we get to any of that, need to remind you to be checking out betonline.ag because at betonline.ag, you have about the best chances, the best odds of finding anything that you really want in the betting hemisphere. The people at betonline.ag know what they're doing. Later on, we're going to be joined by Aaron Torres of Fox Sports. He has been uh, he's been in Arizona. I don't want to say an advocate, but he certainly has shined another light on what Arizona basketball has been going through vis-a-vis ESPN and some of the other issues regarding Arizona hoops. So please keep tuned on for that. But before that, every every sign seems to point at this moment to Gonzaga assistant coach, coach and waiting. Tommy Lloyd becoming the next Arizona basketball coach. Now, before I start breaking this down, I do want to say that with the way this administration works, not saying this is good, not saying this is bad, but this has been an administration that has done things differently. So if we're sitting here Tuesday and Tommy Lloyd is out of the equation and there's somebody else that's mixed in, I don't know that I would be totally surprised. But, Let's talk about Tommy Lloyd, I say. Tommy Lloyd is a guy that checks off a lot of boxes. Now, there's one box that he doesn't check off, and that's coaching experience. There's no doubt about that. You definitely wish at a school like the University of Arizona that you would have a coach that has some kind of track record. When Arizona hired Sean Miller, you could look at his track record and say, wow, Elite Eight at Xavier. Now, granted, Xavier was a pretty good program by the time he took it over, but he sustained that and he won at a pretty high level. So there wasn't a ton of questions that he would be able to win basketball games. Now, here's what Lloyd does have going for him. First and foremost, one of my biggest complaints about watching Arizona basketball during the Sean Miller time was the style of play. Now, I'm sure that you can show me some advanced metric that said that Arizona had the 19th highest tempo in the second and second half of games or whatever the case may be. I'm just saying from watching basketball. When I watched Lute Olsen, nobody had to show me an advanced metric as to how fast they were playing. I could just tell by fast break dunks, you were getting out and running. There was really no question as to what Arizona basketball was doing. With Sean Miller, it was far more of a slowdown circle the wagons, kind of, you know, beat you up. And when Miller was at his best with that, they won a lot of games. So I can't sit here and say just from my perspective that he didn't know what he was doing. He certainly did in that regard. But it wasn't a pretty brand of basketball. And I don't think that anybody would sit here and say that. When you watch Gonzaga play, and again, I do know that you're playing against some of the dregs of college basketball. But besides that, You watch how Gonzaga plays. You watch their spacing. You watch their ball movement. You watch their passing angles. You watch the kind of players that they have out there. They always have an abundance of shooters, fundamental players. It's the epitome of an incredibly well-coached team. 
Now, the one thing that they do still kind of lack is that next level athleticism. And that's something that I think Gonzaga is going to struggle with a little bit the way that Mike Montgomery using the same template at Stanford struggled with. But I've also got to believe at Arizona, a guy like a Tommy Lloyd will not have that kind of issue recruiting talent of that caliber, that athleticism. So to me, I don't worry about that. Second of all, this guy is a fantastic recruiter and he recruits internationally at a very, very high level. You look at a lot of the guys that Gonzaga has had, they've thrown out there. Tommy Lloyd is another is a big reason that a lot of those players are there. You look at some of the guys that are coming in next year for or the year after for Gonzaga, and we'll use Fanbo Zhang out of Florida, who is rapidly becoming one of my favorite uh, possible recruits if Tommy Lloyd comes to Arizona. Fanbo Zhang is a six foot ten, six foot eleven player from China who can do a little bit of everything. And the reason that he is at or is going to go to Gonzaga as of this moment is because of his relationship with Tommy Lloyd in that international perspective. So there is a lot to like about Lloyd from the style that Gonzaga's played to his recruiting to when you just listen to people who have had interactions with Lloyd, this is a guy that seemingly gets it. This is a guy that is not going to have to take a lot of time learning on the job. Now, again, there's going to be some nuance involved because Anytime you're a head coach for the first time, you kind of wonder what exactly is going to be that next step. But right now, there's a lot on there that checks the box. And if Tommy Lloyd does become the head coach at the U of A, it's something that, (laughs) take for what it's worth, I would sign off on. Now, again, Eric Musselman would always be my guy. I would literally make him say no. He would be my top priority. But if we're sitting here on Tuesday or Wednesday, and Tommy Lloyd is the coach of the U of A, I'm not looking at that and saying that that's a loss or I don't understand it. Now, we got Aaron Torres from Fox Sports coming up here in a moment, and he's going to talk about West Coast hoops, Arizona getting a bum rap from ESPN. But before that, I want to tell you a little bit about Built Bar. I went to the gym this week, and you know what? And I keep saying it, but it's true. I couldn't wait to get out of there and to get my Oreo Built Bar. The great thing about Built Bar is that it tastes good. You get a lot of places that have the protein that goes in it, but you know what? You're looking at it and you're like, eh, this really isn't that good. Built Bar is different. Built Bar is built differently. This is a different kind of bar, and it's something that anybody that has consumed it will have one. I get people texting me all the time, thanking me for getting them onto Built Bar. You can be one of those people too, minus the text. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. Very fortunate now to be joined by senior writer for Fox Sports, Mr. Aaron Torres. And if you're not uh, following him, you should be because this is one of the best sources for West Coast and, let's be honest, Arizona basketball. Aaron, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Let's uh, let's get down to business. You've been a uh, you've been a a pretty uh. A vocal supporter of Sean Miller and kind of the media hypocrisy that has gone into play here with going after Sean Miller, but not some certain coaches. What exactly do you attribute that to? Well, it's really funny, Mike, that you ask it because I, I don't think that I really pieced it together until I really went through the full timeline um, since you know when when he was fired on 
you know, on Wednesday afternoon. And, you know, I don't know when, we're, we're, when this will air live or if it is live or whatever. But, um, you know, obviously it was about 24 hours ago from when we were recording. And, you know, I, I really hate to say this, man, and it makes me sick to my stomach. And, and now more than ever, I'm glad that I fought for Sean Miller because I think the narrative really turned with the scathing DeAndre Ayton report from ESPN that I would venture to guess 99, I don't know about 99, but probably 90% of the public that isn't an Arizona fan has no idea was proven to be 100% false. And so, you know, I, I think that was the moment in time where Sean Miller was forever branded a cheater. Um, and, you know, again, my, my stance is, with Sean has always been very consistent. One, I don't know him. I've never spoken with him know nothing about, you know, how he operated the program in 2017, 2016, whatever. Um, but what I also know is the facts don't justify, including the facts from the NCAA, that he ever knowingly broke NCAA rules. And so I think the combination of that, the combination that he was, like, on the FBI wiretaps that we heard, but, like, he didn't really say anything. All he really talked about was Will Wade, from what I remember. Um, you know, like, I, I think it all plays into it. And so, Again, I don't know if he was a perfect Samaritan in the recruiting game before all this. I don't know if he was perfect afterward. I, I, I don't know if he's ever broken an NCA rule. But based on the information we have, I do believe that he's been misbranded and mostly due to that ESPN report that I still think most people don't realize has been proven to be 100% false. Okay, Aaron, follow up on that because you obviously work for a big entity in Fox Sports. Have you ever seen anything like it, though, where something is totally false and a entity keeps going back and saying oh well what we said was true but we got the dates wrong oh well we got the date wrong but yeah it, this is the one well actually no this still happened and it's just kind of a conglomeration of errors where there basically is just no admission of guilt but you can tell there's an admission that hey we weren't right because you know the writer goes off the air for basically forever and at the same time you've got a a news network that basically stopped covering it, but also issued no retraction at the same time there, Aaron. Yeah, 100%, man. And, you know, I can't speak to specific, um, you know, things that have or have not happened at other places. But, you know, I will say a couple things. You know, when I was writing for FoxSports.com, there was a very detailed betting service whenever we were doing original reporting. Um, and, you know, and, and, and it's kind of crazy because, I get it. In real time, this was, you know, we got to remember it was four or five years ago. I think, you know, Internet writing was probably more important than it is now. It feels like everything now is video, audio, podcast, you know, radio, like what we're doing now, Michael. But I only bring it up because, you know, I understand that, that ESPN was trying not to get, quote, unquote, outscooped by other outlets. I know Yahoo was very proactive on this case as well. Um, but you have to have your facts right. And, I mean, if you don't have your facts right, that's the other thing, is you got to just say, I was wrong. And we can get into all the other media stuff about it, but, you know, I do still vividly remember Jay Billis going on ESPN that morning and saying, you know, whatever it was, Sean Miller should never coach another game or whatever he said. I don't remember. And I bring that up because, you know, I, I don't believe there's been a retraction or correction from Jay Billis either, and I'm not criticizing him, but there's one thing that I've always said um, I said it on my podcast yesterday when the news was went final. The day that that ESPN report came out, there is still a tweet up uh, from that night that said, oh, Sean Miller never coached another game of college basketball. Um, and I've obviously been proven, uh, I mean, many times over to be 100% wrong. Um, but, you know, I, I reacted in real time like we all do when news breaks. You assume that it's right. I mean, like everybody else, I kind of started to piece together maybe a day, two days later that, 
wait a second, this doesn't really make sense. But, you know, I've made it a priority to let the world know that I'm wrong. And, you know, one thing about me and anybody who follows my work, you know, when I miss on something, not only do I own it, I sometimes go overboard. Like, like I hated this Mike Woodson hire at Indiana, and all this, kid, all this guy does is keep, you know, signing kids and getting kids out of the portal and getting transfers. And I'm like, man, I was wrong on Mike Woodson. Like, you know, I'm ready to, to build him a freaking statue, you know. And so I bring it up because that's one thing that I've always prided myself on is – when we we all have to give opinions and stuff like it's what we do it's what we get paid to do it's what our bosses pay us to do but i'm i'm somebody that never has too much pride to admit that i'm i was wrong um and so yeah the, the day that that report came out i was 100 percent wrong i owned up to it i've continued to own up to it ever since i still talk about the fact that that tweet is very much available if you want to look hard enough and if you care enough to go through four-year-old tweet to mine <laughs> So I don't know. I'm just rambling, but the right. point I'm trying to make is I don't know if I've ever seen anything quite like this. I know for a fact I haven't, as a matter of fact. We're joined by Aaron Torres. You can follow Aaron on Twitter at Aaron Torres. Okay, Aaron, what kind of job is Arizona, and what is the perspective from you know people out there on the far west coast as to what kind of job and where it currently stands in the stature of college basketball hierarchy? Well, the thing is, two things. I mean, it's a great job. I think it's one of the five best jobs in the country. Um, I think it's the only school west of Lawrence, Kansas, that is covered and, you know, the passion of the fan base like a Kentucky, like a Kansas. You know, I grew up in Connecticut, very passionate fan base at UConn. Syracuse has a great fan base. Arizona is really, in my opinion, maybe the only one outside, you know, west of west of Lawrence, Kansas. Now, maybe the last two or three years, Spokane has become that. You know, San Diego State has a great fan base, but there's nothing like Arizona. And I've been to the Pac-12 tournament. Um, you know, I was there actually the year that they won it with DeAndre Ayton um, in 2018 or two, yeah, 2018. Um, and it's a great job. I mean, but the problem is you're. you're doing a hire now in the middle of an NCAA investigation. And so, you know, I, I'm sure it's something you've talked about, Michael, since you've started, you know, recording since the Sean Miller news broke, is that, I, you know, I, I've defended Sean, but but I'm not going to sit here and say that he should have never been fired. But, you know, there's a, there's a smart way to do things and a dumb way to do things. And the smart thing to do was either fire him in 2017 or wait until the investigation is done. But to fire him mid-investigation makes no sense at all. And I'll take it a step further. You know, there's a smart thing and a dumb thing. There's also a right way and a wrong way. And I, I didn't like the way that they waited five, six weeks after the season. If you knew that you – if you just felt like, okay, we've, 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 we've put our faith in this guy as long as we can, we have to cut bait. This wasn't a decision that was made on Monday night or Tuesday night. It was made probably six, eight, ten months ago, maybe pre-pandemic. Maybe if there wasn't a pandemic, he would have been fired last year. I really don't know. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, that to me is, is what's the most fascinating thing besides the obvious about this hire is I just don't know who is going to be eager to take this job in the middle of a major NCAA investigation. Well, and that's my next question. I've been talking about this a ton on the radio and on the podcast is that it makes no sense to stick with a guy big picture and little picture when you've got these kind of issues going forward right now. Why would you get rid of this guy at this point after you've stuck with him this whole time? I don't understand it. You know, I don't understand it. And, and let's put aside the, the morals, ethics, all that stuff. Just financially, it doesn't make sense. I mean, I, I don't know this, but I could venture to guess, you know, Arizona's probably spent, you know, tens of millions of dollars on legal fees just with the NCAA and all that stuff fighting for Sean Miller, um, you know, from 2017 on. And so 
I, I mean, I, I mean, I have a pretty good answer as to why this happened now. It's because the president and the AD are incompetent, and I'll say that, and I've said it, and I've said it on my social media, so I'm not going to back down from it now. Um, but, you know, other, but, but, but it literally doesn't make any sense. He, like I said, I mean, even if, even if you feel like morally, you know, you as a person cannot support this guy anymore, well, then if you morally care that much, do it the day after the season ends. Let the players have better options in terms of where they could go next year if they don't want to stay at Arizona. Give the rest of the coaching staff, which I could be wrong on this, but I don't believe there's a single person on the coaching staff that was there when 2017 happened uh, when this when this all went down, except for Sean Miller. Give them an opportunity to maybe get another coaching job where, let's be honest, most of the jobs are filled at this point. Um, and, of course, allow Sean Miller to move on. And whether he does take a year, I hope he does take some time off, um, whether he takes a year, whether he goes to the NBA, whether I can't imagine a college team would hire him, but whether a college team hires him, give him a chance. You know, if, if that's what it's about, if you've just decided that you cannot proceed with this guy, then do it the right way and give him a chance, give his staff a ch- chance, and most importantly, give the players who we know none of them were there when all this happened, give them a chance to do what to, 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 to kind of figure things out for themselves and what their next step is. Aaron, we really appreciate you coming on, my man. Can't thank you enough. Oh, yeah. My pleasure, man. My pleasure. You know, I'm very passionate about this. And, um, you know, I feel like I was the only person in the media, you know, sharing facts. And so, you know, any anytime I can share it, you know, I would encourage people to go listen to my podcast, the Aaron Torres podcast. Um, you know, you can find it on iTunes, Apple, whatever. Uh, also, I post all this stuff on YouTube. But, I, you know, if you enjoyed what you heard, go find me there. Follow me on Twitter because, you know, I've been fighting this fight. Uh, and I'm genuinely curious to see what the next steps are for this program because it's going to be a fascinating few weeks. You can follow him on Twitter at Aaron Torres. Again, Aaron, we'll talk to you soon, my man. I can't thank you enough. Thank you, Michael. Have a great day.